Greetings everybody and welcome back to episode 68 of Extreme EvoCast, an all-purpose Pokemon podcast where we talk about news, trivia, and everything related to Pokemon. I am your wonderfully bodacious host, Lily Sion, and today is a very special day. Secrets of the Jungle is out, and today we will be talking about it. It's as simple as that. I am a woman of my word. I made a promise to you last time that I would be talking about Secrets of the Jungle, and I am. It's it's funny that I say, like, I am talking about it today, because technically I'm not talking about it today. I'll get I'll get into that a little later. Um first though, we have sort of a mini a mini thing to, to talk about. Even I think before we get into like the main news of everything, I'm gonna just kind of talk about this to to, to mix it up a little bit. Uh, last time, I did promise that I would talk about both Secrets of the Jungle and Pokemon Evolutions, the newest, you know, sort of web series uh, that Pokemon is doing, very similar to Twilight Wings. Um, and I did watch the first one. I'm not going to do all three of them. There is three of them out now. I'm not going to do all three of them in one episode. I'll probably cover the next two uh, in the next episode, but I'm not 100% sure how I'm going to do that exactly. We'll see. Um, it's good that I decided to sort of start with this one and, and talk about it at the same time as Secrets of the Jungle because it is a, it is it's kind of a small one you know it's the first one it's not going to be crazy um, so it's you know it, it's it's a little easier it's an easier talk for me um, so you know like I said uh, sort of a, a sort of an apology to, to for putting it off for so long enough for three whole other episodes or two whole other episodes to come out let's talk about the first episode of Pokemon evolutions so obviously i am going to be making the connection between this and twilight wings because for all intents and purposes uh pokemon evolutions is kind of just a uh, the the successor to twilight wings i think they realized that people liked twilight wings way more than they thought they than they thought that people would uh so they're making another one um, obviously it's different from Twilight Wings, and I think the biggest difference right now is, one, the art style, and two, uh, the fact that it's probably not going to only be focused in Galar, and, you know, not, it's not all going to be Galar trainers and Pokemon, so we get a little bit of diversity. It's like Twilight Wings, but for everybody. <laughs> and, of course, the biggest difference being that, uh, I don't think the Corviknight Taxi Man will be appearing in every episode, which of course, is the namesake. I don't know. I haven't watched the other two. They might find a way uh, to, to sort of link it back. This episode of Pokemon Evolutions is sort of, like I said, the reason why it's a little bit more of an easy talk for me is because this episode is only going over the events of the Sword and Shield games. Spoilers, I suppose, for Pokemon Sword and Shield, if you haven't played the game yet or, or, or have heard of the story. It tells the events of Leon failing to defeat Eternatus and, you know, the protagonist and Hop coming in to save the day, capturing Eternatus and saving the world. But uh, it is not through the perspective of you, the protagonist, or Hop, I suppose. It could be Hop. It is in the perspective of Leon. It's a, it's a little bit more characterization for Leon. It gives him a little bit more... We, we learn a little bit more about how he feels about um, the events that, that happened, you know, how it affected his, his view as the champion, you know, whether or not he regretted what he did, I suppose. I mean, the descri- I don't know really how he would, he would feel regret, but like the description 
of the of the 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 video said like how does the champion feel about this regret determination i don't it's something like that but like you know um it sort of went through it's you know it, it shows leon in his mostly in his room in his like like or not in his room in like the the room before the you know he goes out and, and battles for you know the the champions cup or like you know the champion title um already having been champion at this point and and leon is dealing with these feelings of what i could imagine like i said regret you know determination whatever it may be she, he's obvious something's wrong you know he he lets out charizard charizard gives him a little hug they you know they rejoice and like over the course of this entire endeavor he is remembering the events of the eternatus battle and you know it's very gruesome it's like he's it's it's grim i guess that's sort of the that's like i think that's sort of what 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 sets it apart from from twilight wings is that it's like it's gritty is the word i used in my notes it's like leon looks older you know more detailed the the art style is a little bit more serious a little more realistic and it's like leon's actually hurt you know during the during the events of the eternatus fight and it, it really sort of gives a different um view of 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 the dis of you know what happens and it's like leon is it, it gives him a little bit more character that I think was necessary for him because we never really got to see how he felt after that, after the, after the, you know, the Eternatus battle and, and, and how things went, um, in that sense, you know, so, so getting to see a little bit more, I think is, is in, is interesting and important into, into the mind of, of Leon. Um, you know, not sort of, that's sort of the whole thing. It's like what the entire, what the entire short was about. And like, you know, it's not all what it was about. Um, we got to see some, some beautiful backgrounds, beautiful scenery, beautiful depictions of, of, of the fights and, and the crowd in the, um, you know, in, in the Galler stadium, uh, a lot of, you know, uh, I always say this and, and this is, this is such a me thing, but the, seeing all of the Pokemon just sort of hanging around Pokemon that are not normally seen very often. Pokemon like Bunnelby, Jangmoo, Indeedy, you know, Pokemon that are, that are not traditional is what I said in, in my notes, non-traditional Pokemon getting little slivers of love is what I love to see. It's, it's my favorite thing about these, about these things, you know, getting to see little details in Pokemon and outfits for the crowd. And it's the little things, you know, I've been a fan of Pokemon for as long as I have been. And I, I, I've, I've been absorbing it fully for so long that the little things like that are really, really important to me. And I think that that's, that's sort of what this first episode encompasses is the little things. We get to see a little bit more about Leon. We get to see, some some details in the crowd, some animation details. You know the 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 evolutions is a little more gritty. The art style is a little bit different. We get to see the differences in these compared to Twilight Wings, compared to other mediums, compared to other games. You know, um, and and getting to see all these things really is what I love about these animated series. It, it it's it's great. It's really exciting and i cannot wait to see how they expand it because like i said this is essentially just twilight wings but without just being focused on galar and even then 
I think it's going to be a lot more gritty, a lot more uh, insightful. Not that not that Twilight Wings wasn't, of course, but as far as I can tell, it seems to be a little bit taking itself a little bit more seriously than Twilight Wings already was quite a lot. Um, and you know, being sentimental, being someone who who loves the little things, who loves details like that, character, uh, you know, growth in Pokemon. Um, I'm very very excited. And of course, you know, I'm going to be covering, like I said, probably episode two and episode three next time. We'll see. I'm not sure. Uh, don't hold me on that one. I'm not going to promise like this time, um, but we'll see. <laughs> we'll see how I feel. We'll see if anything else crops up in terms of news or if anything that I, that, you know, that I want to talk about. Um, but of course, that is not the only thing that we have to say today. We have, we haven't even gotten into the, into the things, you know, into the news. Uh, and I hope you're excited about, um, about evolutions i certainly am i'm sure there's people out there who are listening to this that have already uh watched all three of them at the time of this episode's release um and i'm excited to watch the next ones you know it kind of sucks that i have to wait two whole weeks in order to talk about them but um unfortunately you'll have to be patient (laughs) uh to hear my my discussions on on them but hopefully this one will you know hold you over until then Let's move on. Let's let's get into the meat. We haven't really, or I guess not really the meat, <laughs> the the potatoes. Let's get into the potatoes. We're not we're not quite on to the to the hardy part yet. The hardy part is of course the uh, is secrets of the jungle. The evolutions was an appetizer. We're on to the side course. Let's get through that. Let's not indulge ourselves too much. Just you know, so we're still hungry enough for secrets of the jungle. You know, oh man, that appetizer was was big. Ten minutes big almost. Uh, so, um, you know, I'm going to slow down, take my time, let it digest a little bit. This analogy is going absolutely nowhere. Let's talk about Pokemon. So, first up, we, of course, we have the normal news. Things that aren't related to games specifically, but just sort of news in general. Um, I say they're not related to games, but you know what I mean. Um, Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl is releasing distributions i know the game's not even out yet and they're already spoiling us (laughs) um but we do know um that um you can pre-order um the double pack and if you pre-order the double pack of both of the games um you will get in the u.s you'll get a serial code to get two fastballs two level balls two moon balls two heavy balls two love balls two friend balls, and two lure balls. So just a lot of balls, <laughs> a lot of, uh, a lot of different Pokeballs to get to, 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 I guess, to decorate with seals. I don't like, they're giving like, you know, interesting that they're sort of like, Hey, start off your adventure with all these different balls. I don't know. Uh, it's interesting. I'm glad they're already doing distributions for this game. It, it, I guess that that bodes well for the future, but interesting choice in actual um you know content but i'm not gonna complain pokemon has announced that the pokemon company and the universal studios japan uh, are collaborating um which will add pokemon to the universal studios park in japan this will begin in 2022 with various entertainment in the parks and continue as a long-term partnership this is unexpected. I don't think anyone was expecting a collaboration between the, I mean, like, 
they're they're two of these i mean like you know universal studios and pokemon are two of the biggest companies pretty much on the planet so i'm not really surprised that they decided to collab but like it's exciting pokemon are coming to universal studios that's always good just just another on the list of of the huge list of collaborations with that Pokemon are doing, adding Pokemon to every inch and every, you know, every possible brand, every possible face that they can. On the same line as in, you know, with distributions, this is, of course, for um, for Pokemon Sword and Shield. Uh, the Dada Zarude and Shiny Celebi are now starting to roll out through the Pokemon Trainer Club newsletter in US, Canada, Europe, Australia, and more. Uh, these did require you to be signed up for the newsletter by September 25th, which I missed it. And this is the first time Dada Zarud has been available outside of Japan and Korea. So if you did sign up for the newsletter by September 25th, uh, you can start getting your serial codes for Dada Zarud and uh, Shiny Celebi. And for the last of the normal news, um, the Celebrations TCG is out question mark uh uh, let me see today marks the release this is this is all coming from cerebi by the way everything pretty much comes from cerebi thank you cerebi cerebi not net uh today marks the release of the new pokemon sword shield tcg special set celebrations this set contains 25 new cards hey 25th anniversary i guess that's why (laughs) uh featuring various legendary pokemon or pikachu or, or Pikachu, and has, cla- and has a classic collection featuring 25 older cards. Uh, they come in, uh, or, or you can buy them in a 25th anniversary golden box set, 160 USD for what looks like a bunch of cards, <laughs> like, a, like a 25th anniversary box, a 25th anniversary mat, card holders, dice tokens anything you need to start playing um the game <laughs> as well as a uh, a special pikachu a golden pikachu v v max card um it's beautiful it's like a completely golden box it's crazy i almost am tempted to buy it <laughs> but i know that's not a good idea i because because i'm not i'm not going to but I want to. Certainly, it's tempting. I'm not going to lie to you and say that it's not tempting, but it's cool. It's like, it's a perfect celebration. As expensive as it is, I can understand why it's so expensive. Literally everything in the box is golden, except for the cards. (laughs) So if you want to show off your love for the 25th anniversary of Pokemon and just get a really snazzy looking TCG set that you can show off at your local tournaments, uh, you can buy them on later this month in Japan only in Japan, uh, but you know there's ways of getting around that for 160 USD. But I mean, other than that, the uh, celebrations is out now. You can probably find them at anywhere that you would uh, you would find any other TCG sets. And you know, uh, I recently bought some more Pokemon cards, and I've been getting back into collecting them. So I might pick up some. Who knows? If I do, if if I do, um, get a celebrations pack or two i will open them on evocast maybe 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 next week or next episode if i remember to uh and if i ever go to like my local walmart or something i'll i'll uh, i'll buy a pack or two and i'll open on the podcast do a little bit of unboxing all right i have already been spending a lot of time 
on the news. Let's let's sort of speed through things here. Um, we've gotten through some of the more interesting stuff. Let's look at the, you know, the specifics. Pokemon Go. Um, speaking of Secrets of the Jungle, which of course is what we'll be talking about later, um, there's a tie-in between Pokemon Go and Secrets of the Jungle that, that is over right now. Um, it was like a more Pokemon from Secrets of the Jungle were spawning in Pokemon Go, but um, you can still get a, the special research to get Zarude in Pokemon Go, as well as um, raid bosses, including Douse, Drive, Genesect. So I'm pretty sure you can still get Zarude in Pokemon Go if you do the special research. Um, as well as Zarude being added to the game, Galarian Slowking is being added to the game uh, at some point. I know it mentioned that like Galarian Slowbro and Slowpoke were in the game for a while, um, but Galarian Slowking is being added to the game. Oh, no, okay, they're, they're teasing it. Niantic has now started teasing the appearance of Galarian Slowking into the game, tied with Halloween. A little bit of a spooky month action. I guess Galarian Slowking is... is you know, better than any other Pokemon to do it. Not necessarily the ghost type you were expecting, but mixing it up is not bad. Speaking of spooky ghosts, though, uh, it was the Duskhole Community Day that happened uh, last weekend, or I guess, like, literally, yeah, literally, like, three days ago, <laughs> as of recording this. And I do hope, of course, that everyone who uh, participated in the in the Community Day got their shiny Duskhole. But let's move on. Let's keep going. Let's 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 keep the the ball rolling here. We do have a little bit of Pokemon Unite news. Uh, mostly that Sylveon came out. That's like the biggest thing that happened, really. Um, Sylveon is new. We we knew that Mamoswine and Sylveon were both going to come out during the Pokemon Presents. I think is when they revealed that. And unfortunately, I have been way too busy uh, to even like pick up a Pokemon Unite. So I haven't had a chance to try either of them yet, or like any of the last couple Pokemon that have come out. Um, I apologize for that. Of course, you know, I, I did say that I was going to be playing a lot of Pokemon Unite, and I think I like misunderstood just how busy I would be during the school year. But hopefully when I have some free time, I'll, I'll get to playing them and, and talk about them, you know, better, better late than never. Um, with Sylveon coming out, of course, she did come out with a Hollowware, um, which was like a poncho, I think is, is, uh, is like the whole thing. It's not very like extravagant. It's just sort of, she's, I think she's wearing like boots as well. Little, little, little booties. I think that's pretty much it. Yeah. It's like little booties, like some, some, some anklets and then a, a cute little poncho, you know, it, it is what it is. Um, Finally, for Pokemon Unite, uh, it reached 25 million downloads, which is crazy. That's really a lot. I mean, the game's only been out for, like, who knows how long. Like, not, like, three months? Four months? Not even? Not even three months, I think. So, that's really impressive. A lot of, uh, a lot of downloads there. By the way, you'll have to forgive me if my voice is a little raspy. I'm sick right now. In fact, I actually took... I don't know if you could tell... But I took a break from recording because I went to take like a four hour nap uh, and because I had like the worst headache of all time. But uh, I'm still feeling a little under the weather. So if I sound a little gravelly, a little groggy, that's why. Also because I just woke up, but mostly because I'm sick. 
And you know, I think I think it's a good day to do it because, it, uh, like, after I finish the news and stuff, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be you know wrapping myself in a blanket and watching a Pokemon movie for an hour and a half. So, you know, good good, good like thank God I'm not doing the epi- the EvoCast episode. I'm like, oh hey, the Pokemon, you know, uh, did a thing where if you run two miles with like your switch out, you'll get like a free Pokemon in Sword and Shield. Thank God they didn't do something like that. I would not be able to participate, but it's just a movie. You know, even even me being sick, I can handle that. Pokemon Masters EX is our final of like the 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 trilogy. I say trilogy. Cafe Remixes has literally had like nothing on the radar recently, so uh only three things today really. Pokemon Masters EX has a new a couple new events, actually, like three of them, in fact. First one being um, the one that we've, we've sort of been covering in the past couple days. Um, it's like the Giovanni one, like the evil one, the villains one, the bad boys. What you going to do? Um, it's called Giovanni's Malice Extreme. Um, it allows you to battle in two strong battles against Giovanni for gem rewards, um, as well as a new spotlight scout for Erica and Leafeon. And it runs until October 16th. So, like, two days after this episode comes out? So, I mean, if you listen to this right on the day and you really want Le- Erica and Leafeon, eh, you better hurry up. Spend, you know, spend some money. The next and final event going on is called the Midnight Spookfest. Of course, there's going to be the Halloween tie-in. There's always a Halloween tie-in. Not that I'm not excited for it, but there's always a Halloween tie-in. Um... It's a story event called Midnight Spookfest, and it will it will provide a story focused around the characters of Pazio celebrating Halloween. It has new sync pairs, Morty and Bennett, and Caitlin and Sableye. And it looks like they're dressed up in costumes? At least Morty. Morty is dressed up like a vampire, <laughs> which um I think is is cute. He's wearing like a like his headband over his uh his his eye like he's missing and like he's missing an eye i don't know what that has to do with like being a vampire maybe he's a pirate now that i think about it but he's got like a huge collar and like a fluffy you know like like thing you wear around your 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 uh your neck does caitlin also have a halloween outfit oh she does hold on what is this oh my god Okay, it's like, I don't even know what this is. I guess it's like a, I guess it's a Sableye-themed one. She has, like, gems on her body. Or, like, gem designs on her, on her body. Uh, on her, on her outfit, I mean. She, and she has, like, little gem flowers in her hair. This is cute. I like it. It's like an evil Sableye <laughs> costume. Definitely, you know, taking the, taking the Halloween costume a little bit far. But, I mean... It took me a second to even realize that this is a stable costume. If it even is, I don't even know if this is, I could be wrong. But I mean, like, it looks, it looks good. It's, I mean, a lot of the costumes in this game are, are solid. I really like the, um, I guess skins. They're not really skins, I don't think. I think you can, like, I think they're, like, separate characters. I have no idea how it works, but, uh, the, the skins in this game have been good as far as I can tell. It's always nice when a gotcha game does, like, skins for Halloween. It's, you know, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a very, over not overdone because that would uh, that would imply that it's like bad but you know overdone i guess in a in a good way uh halloween costumes halloween costumes are always nice it's like free skins you know it's like what what is like the the one time a year that humanity people around the world like you know they you 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 unlock like their skin it's you know it's it's halloween they wear costumes 
I'm not really sure if viewing, you know, the people around me in my life as, as gotcha game characters is necessarily healthy for me, but th- that's how I'm going to choose to make this analogy. Okay, I, listen, I know it's been a while, but before we move on to the discussion about Secrets of the Jungle, let's look at some merch. Let's look at the many things that you can buy this Halloween season um, in terms of Pokemon stuff. So first, so first up, we have... Um, uh, unfortunately, a lo- so a lot of the things that I talk about on here in terms of merch are Japanese exclusive, which which is unfortunate. You know, I, you know, you know, you know, you don't need me to say that, but um, you know, there are the the reason why I talk about things that are only available in Japan is because there are definitely ways I think of shipping things from Japan over to the U.S. You know, um, like you know, third party. So. Um, I still talk about them anyway. I mean, and if if anyone is living in Japan listening to this podcast, just in case, if if they're substantial enough, I'll talk about them. So, um, the Jap- a Japanese company doesn't say which one actually is making stainless steel Pokemon signs for your house with twenty eight different Pokemon designs and multiple font options. So they're like customizable. You can get like you can you can get like stainless steel pictures of Pokemon with text on them. And they have a huge range of Pokemon. I'm not going to go through every single one of them, but a, a good range, a lot, a lot of different Pokemon. Um, and so, if you're living in Japan, or or you know, you're 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 desperate enough for some for cu- some customizable Pokemon signs <laughs> uh, with your name on them, there you go. Next, we have the the essential to any aspiring Pokemon fashion, you know, enthusiast out there. If you if you're if you're you know if you're walking around New York City with your Pokemon hat, your Pokemon shirt, Pokemon pants, Pokemon jewelry, Pokemon backpack, Pokemon plushies, you know all that kind of stuff, just exuding the stench of Pokemon. Well, I have the next biggest piece of your outfit. Now you can literally decorate your body, your skin, your natural form. With Pokemon makeup. It's it's literally not like... It's not like makeup that's supposed to make you look like Pokemon. It's just Pokemon makeup. Like, it's just... It's just makeup that's themed after Pikachu. Um, specifically, it's it's in China. But uh, there's, a, there's a news article here, which I will translate into English because it is in Chinese. It's up to you. Uh, D. Ali Rabai, not sure if that's pronounced correctly, but it's in like it's it's in English text. Launches Pokemon co-branded makeup. The three-dimensional baby eyeshadow palette is quickly taken over. I don't think this is this is uh, I don't think the Google Translate is doing a very good job. Quickly taken over, so it's so it's obsolete. Heart moment. Pika Pika. The baby ball-shaped eyeshadow palette is too cute. Uh, with 100,000 volts of electricity coming to attack everyone's pockets? Well, don't do that. I thought this was makeup. The first wave of lip glaze and eyeshadow trays have been released. It caused a riot. Oh my god, what is it? Like, Jesus. In this, in a small red book, the Chinese makeup brand Color Key has recently launched a joint makeup with Pokemon, plus the blessing of the spokesperson Dilly Reba. Reba. Okay, I I don't think that these names are right. And the compelling wallet is directly off offered. This item include air cushion, 
<laughs> lip, lip glaze, eyebrow pencil, eye color palette, and foundation in bold letters. Pikachu is on each package, which is so cute. Okay, I'm going to get out of here. But, you know, uh, Chinese Pikachu makeup. Next. In finally something that's available to people in the U.S. Um, something for on the, the U.S. and Canadian Pokemon Center. There are Kanto badge items, which looking now, I know I just said that they're available. They're literally sold out. Most most of these things are sold out. I mean, that doesn't mean that they won't come back, but it's there's Kanto badge shirts, Kanto badge magnets, which honestly are really cool. Like they're like they're magnets based on the original Kanto badges, which like I might get once they come off of out of stock, like genuinely really cool. Um, the Kanto bag ma- uh, shirts are like they just have the badges on them. And then there's like a lanyard which the, with the Kanto badges on them, which is pretty cool. I do like that. No, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna mix it up today on 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 this episode of EvoCast. I'm going to buy this right now. I'm going to add to cart. I'm I need a lanyard really bad because I keep losing my ID for school. So I'm gonna I'm gonna buy this right now. I'm literally going to buy this on episode. Go check out with PayPal. I know this probably isn't the most interesting thing in the world, but. I'm purchasing something from the Pokemon Center live on my podcast. I don't know if that's something to be proud of. Welcome. I'm checking out through PayPal. Put my address in. Continue. Oh, here we go. Oh, there's shipping. I forgot about shipping. It's fine. It's okay. I, I, I desperately need a lanyard. So, like, I'm actually not opposed to doing this. I know it's a, probably an expensive one, but it's a Pokemon lanyard. It's a Kanto Gym badge lanyard and badge holder. I realized I thought the badge holder was supposed to be a joke about like, like gym badges, but it's literally just like a badge holder, like an ID holder, you know? <laughs> okay. Next, and place order. I'm seeing that little Pokeball. Oh, here we go. Thank you for your order. All right, purchased. But I will, I will update you next time about the I'm gonna do like a little review of this of this like this lanyard that I just bought well there you go if you don't think that I am a a big Pokemon fan only the biggest Pokemon fans are willing to purchase Pokemon merch on their own podcast about Pokemon well there you go I mean business and also I just desperately needed something to stop me from losing my like my my school ID Finally, uh, we arrive on the last of the of of the merch that isn't plushies. Th- this this product is cursed, by the way. Last time I tried to look at this on the on the Pokemon Center online, I just got a screen that said "You're blocked." It's working now. Like I'm looking at the page on the uh, on the on the the Pokemon Center online right now. But last time, I want you to know that I, I got blocked when I tried to look at this, and it is a. Mimikyu Pokemon Spooky Celebration Ceramic Treat Bowl. Exact words. <laughs> I think the Pokemon is a little bit redundant considering you're buying it on the Pokemon Center. But, like, I get it. But for this Halloween, if you want to, um, you know, scare some kitties 
with when that when they go you know when they go to take a when they go to take a candy from from the bowl or i guess from the from the official image on the uh, on the pokemon center website it's filled with pokemon cards and i think that you have to be like a a billionaire if you're giving out pokemon cards like candy like n- like not individual packs packs of pokemon cards in this bowl you know, it's supposed to be like a like a like a gift that you give out on Halloween, or like a, a thing that you put out on Halloween. I assume, um, or just like a bowl that you keep in your house. But like they put Pokemon packs in it, Pokemon card packs. You know, it's like it's like if I if I was if I was like ten years old and I went up to a you know I was on Halloween I was dressed as something and I and I went up to a to a house and they had Pokemon cards in the in the bowl. I'd take like five packs because I'm like 10 and I don't know about common courtesy, but I mean, I would, I would probably still take like 10 packs even now. You think I'm going to, you think I'm going to give up an opportunity to get like 10 free Pokemon card packs out of just like a random bowl someone has on their, on their porch. I have no shame. And if you want to get Pokemon cards mercilessly stolen from me this Halloween, uh, you can purchase the, the ceramic treat bowl on the, on the Pokemon center. Okay. Last but not least, for the merch, we have the the portion of the merch section where we go over merch anyway, but it's but it's plushies. It's it's stuffed animals. So <laughs> welcome to Plentiful Plushies. Uh today we only have like three of them. First up is uh, a Jazzwares, which I guess is just a company, Jazzwares Eevee plushie. Um available to pre-order online, which is at Oh on GameStop. It's a oh it's a, okay, it's a GameStop exclusive. Got it. Well, you know, it's an Eevee and it's got an adorable bow on the front of its, uh, a ribbon on its, uh, on its, on its, on its chest. That's pretty much it. <laughs> Next, let's, let's keep, let's keep it rolling. Comfy Friends is what I have this, uh, you know, noted as. Comfy Friends plushies that we saw revealed for Japan have now been added to the U.S. and Canadian Pokemon Center online. Oh, hold on. Oh my, I hate... Okay, listen. Poke Jungle is is what I use to get information on my merch because they post like pretty much every single merch. But every time they they put merch there and they put a link to poke the Pokemon Center, it's just a link to the Pokemon Center. It's not a link to the product. Okay, so um, there's like a ton of of them. There's more. So there was like Larvitar. Quagsire, Substitute, Ditto. I think these were added before, but now there's more of them. There's Bidoof. Nope, that's not Bidoof. That's a hat. That's a Bidoof hat. There's Squovit, Zorua. There is a Bidoof. Uh, Chinchino, and Swablu. So there's more added to the Comfy Friends plushie line. <laughs> not sure, uh, you know, what, what exactly that means. I guess they're, they're very comfortable, but uh, there you go. Finally... We have Topical with the, with the new games coming out. Uh, specifically, Gen 4 plushies. They're coming soon to the Pokemon Center online. They're currently not for sale, but they should be in the next few hours, days, or weeks. I, what is it? Let's, let's look up Gen 4 plushies and see if they're available. Um, oh, there are. Oh, wow, there's a lot here. Um, specifically... It's it it shows Dialga, Palkia, Garatina, and Rotom. I don't know if that's if that's it. Let's look up Dialga. 
uh, like oh pokemon brilliant diamond you know i guess that makes sense <laughs> that like it would just it would just show up here um there is a Dialga plushie on here, but I don't think it's the same one. Let's look up Dialga plushie. Uh, nope. Oh yeah, no, here they are. Okay. Well, are they? I can't tell. They look different. I don't think these are the same ones. The ones that are that were shown on Poke Jungle are much more are much more slim. I these are they're just they're just plushies of Dialga, Palka, Giratina, Giratina, and Rotom. So look out for those if you're really interested in them. They were released on. Like, the tweet was made on October 1st, so I don't know how, um, you know, how, when uh, they're going to come out, but there you go. You can, you can look out for them. They're not available on the, on the Pokemon Center online, as far as I can tell. If, if they are, if I'm, if I'm looking at the right ones, then they're sold out, but I don't think these are the same ones. Okay, and now, before we get to the movie, we have everyone's favorite segment where we talk about a random Pokemon every single episode. Random Pokemon of the week, and today's is number 841, a very recent Pokemon. If you can guess this one, I would be impressed. Uh, <laughs> let's see. I'll give you a second to, to try to guess if you, if you really want to. Today's Pokemon on the table is Flapple. Flapple is a dual-type grass dragon Pokemon introduced in Generation 8. It evolves from Applin when exposed to a tart apple. It is one of Applin's final forms, the other being Appleton. Have we talked about Appleton before? I don't think we have. It feel, Appleton feels like a Pokemon that we've talked about before, but I don't I don't think that's true. Um, Flapple does have a Gigantamax form, which of course is the same as Gigantamax Appleton, but, you know, we'll, we'll talk about that another time, I think. Um... I don't really have too much to say about Flapple. Personally, I am more of a fan of Appleton. You know, sort of fits fits my uh, fits my fits my aesthetic a little better. I think little dumb, you know, big fat little boy, as opposed to a little flying apple. But you know, Appleton's Appleton's fine. I do. Or sorry, Flapple's okay. I do like Flapple. I like. I do. I really like this line. I think their um. I think their designs are very good. Um, oh, I forgot to go over like the basic information. So, um, Flapple has the abilities Ripen. Is that a ability just for itself? Oh, Ripen doubles the effects of held berries when eaten in battle. Interesting. Okay. I didn't even know they had that or they have gluttony, of course, which, you know, makes, makes total sense. Um, Hustle as its hidden ability. 50-50 um, male-female ratio. It is one foot or uh, 0.3 meters. And 2.2 pounds or one kilogram exactly. Very tiny. Like very, very little, little, little boy. Um, let's see. Let's, I mean... Are there even, where's the, I mean, we only have like two Pokedex entries for this thing because it was only available in Sword and Shield. So I guess we can talk about that. It ate a sour apple and that induced its evolution. In its cheeks, it stores it stores an acid capable of causing chemical burns. Ow? Why? <laughs> I guess it's like apples are acidic. You know, I I suppose it flies on wings of apple skin and spits a powerful acid. Why? What? It's not poison type. I mean, I guess it makes sense. It's like a dra it's like an apple dragon, but 
Yeesh. Uh, under the influence... Oh, this is this is Gigantamax Flap. Well, I guess this is a good idea to talk about. Under the influence of Gigantamax energy, it produces much more sweet nectar, and its shape has changed to resemble a giant apple. It's If it stretches its neck, the strong aroma of its nectar pours out. The scent is so sicken, sickeningly sweet that one whiff makes other Pokemon faint. Well, they will... It's like the strongest Pokemon ever. Then it can just it can just faint and it just make Pokemon faint by making them sniff it. Um. Oh, I, I did. I guess I forget to say. Um. Flapple is like the or I guess Applin and Appleton and Flapple are the first uh, Grass Dragon types. So you know, very uh very. I I always thought App, uh, Applin. And its line were, were really cool when it when it first came out. I thought it was like one of the one of the coolest new Gen Eight Pokemon. If I'm being honest with you, and I still I do partially believe that. Um, also, I realized that it being the first Grass Dragon is like literally completely wrong, as Mega Sceptile and Alolan Executor exist. But we we didn't have many. It was the first non-form or Mega Evolution, I, I suppose, to be Grass Dragon. It's you know it feels like the first Grass Dragon. If I'm being honest with you. Um, well, there you go. Okay. Um, what else is there to say? Is there any trivia? Any interesting things to talk about with this Pokemon? Flapple and Appleton are the only Pokemon to have physically identical Gigantamax forms. Although they are still treated as different Pokemon as they have different Pokedex entries, G-Max moves, and cries. This is the only instance of two different species of Pokemon that can be physically identical without the use of Transform, Imposter, or Illusion. Flapple and its evolutionary line are the only Pokemon that are the, in the grass and dragon egg groups. Interesting. Well, I guess that maybe that's why I think it's the first grass dragon. Um. Okay. Well, let's let's look at its shiny form, I guess, and then I don't know. I didn't actually think about this. I don't think it's very good competitively. We can we can talk about it. Let's look at let's look at Flapple and Smogan. Okay, it does have something. We haven't we haven't done a. Uh, a good uh, uh, smogan talk for a while, so we could do that in a second. But let's let's rate its shiny form first. I mean, okay, listen, Nintendo Game Freak, you're so funny. Ha ha, he he, hoo hoo. Making its shiny form green because green apples. You know, okay, I get it. It's funny. It's funny, right? That's 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 really funny. Um, you know, sure. Uh, it's fine. It, it it looks okay. I think it looks I think it looks better on Applin than it does Flapple. It's a little bit hard to tell what's going on with Flapple because you never actually see its, you know, it's it's like it's green because it's always flapping. I guess on like the bottom and the top you can see it well, but you know, I mean, like it doesn't really make too much of a difference. I'm pretty sure that its body is is exactly the same color, which is. Which which sucks. I'm not gonna lie and say and say that doesn't suck, but I that 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 sucks. You know they could have easily made it at least change a little bit, but it it doesn't. It's just the outer core uh, that changes, and I'm pretty sure Applin and Appleton are the same. Let's look at Appleton shiny real quick. Yeah, Appleton is exactly the same. Which which sucks. You know I wish I wish that it changed a little bit more. Um. But that's okay. You know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be too harsh on this little boy. I like I do love him. He is he is really cute. I'll give him that. But we're not here to judge cuteness. We're here to judge shiny forms. Um You know uh I you know 
Oh man, I'm really indecisive on this one. This is like the first time in a while that I've been like, I don't know. <laughs> let's let's say, for the sake of simplicity, let's say a five. Let's give it a five. That's like perfectly in the middle. It's fine. It it makes sense. It's funny. I guess is like the biggest thing. It you know it's green. Ha ha. He he. Instead of red. Um, but it's not very good. <laughs> Other than that. I think I think five out of ten is a is a good uh, is a good compromise. Okay, Flapple competitively is um, okay. It's in PU, which is I realize not very good, but it does have uh, it is it does have a place in PU, which is you know saying something. So Flapple has an HP stat of seventy, an attack of one hundred ten, a defense stat of eighty, a special attack stat of ninety five. Special defense stat of 60, and a speed of 70. So its attack is its highest. Special attack is also pretty good. You could probably build a special one. Uh, but let's look at what Ice Blazer, this, this, this overview is written by Ice Blazer. Let's see what Ice Blazer seems to think about Flapple. Flapple carves a niche for itself in PU as a brutally strong wall breaker. With its hustle-boosted attacks, Flapple can OKO or two-hit KO most Pokemon with its sheer strength and also dropping their defense with Grav Apple, making it an easier teammate, make, making it easier for a teammate to pick them off. I'm sorry, what is what is Grav Apple? Is Grav Apple a oh it's Flapple's signature move? It's a 100% chance to lower the target's defense by one stage. Power is multiplied by 1.5 during gravity's effect. I did not know that move existed. Okay, uh, interesting. Um, Flapple's typing also allows it to take advantage of multiple defensive Pokemon such as Sanaconda and non-Ice Beam Lantern. However, Flapple sports a detrimental four times weakness to ice as well as weakness to common types such as Flying, Bug, and Fairy. Additionally, its poor bulk makes Flapple unable to take hits, and its middling speed tier causes Flapple to pale in comparison to other offensive threats such as Charizard and Savali forms. Hustle is also a double-edged sword for Flapple. While it does increase Flapple's potency as a wall breaker, it also decreases accuracy by a fair amount, making it possible for Flapple to miss an attack and either be severely damaged or outright KO'd. Flapple faces stiff competition from Serena as a grass type and Choice Band Passimian as a wall breaker, as both Pokemon sport better bulk and speed tiers while also offering more utility to a team. Well, you know, it's not horrible, and I guess that's saying something. The 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 set is Grav Apple, Outrage, of course, Dragon type move that makes sense, U-turn, Sucker Punch or Grassy Glide, which is uh Plus one priority in grassy terrain. Didn't also didn't know that move existed. Um, choice band or life orb or miracle seat. A lot of lot of choice with uh, with flapple here. Abilities hustle obviously. Uh, adamant nature, which is plus attack minus special attack. I guess a physical attacker makes sense. It's special. Its attack is higher than its special attack. Um, and two hundred fifty two attack EVs, four defense EVs, and two hundred and fifty two speed EVs. Well, there you go. Flapple is, uh, you know, it's not very good. <laughs> not gonna, not gonna sugarcoat it at all. But I mean, you know, it does make a, it does have a niche in its here, which I like to see. You know, it's not like people aren't like, oh, it just sucks, never use it. You know, it has a little bit of a niche. Why not? It's, it's one of those Pokemon. I think that like, you know, if you're doing PU or like you just really like it, you could still use it fine. It might not be very good, but you can still, it's still usable. You know, and I think that's better outright than just being 
horrible. <laughs> All right, so we're 50 minutes into the episode, and we have not talked about our main topic, and that's okay. I am I am fully embracing a longer episode for this um, for Secrets of the Jungle. Um, and uh, I'm going to be honest with you, folks. I have not watched the movie yet. I was doing that on purpose <laughs> because I want to, I wanted to, you know, record the rest of EvoCast first and then watch it, write down my notes as I watched it, and then go right into it. You know, I didn't want to watch it, like, beforehand and then forget some of the crucial details. I want to watch it, and then I want to immediately go into the episode and talk about it. So, I suppose it'll literally be, like, 10 seconds for you. Like, not even. It's going to be, like, instantly. You're going to hear me say, like, literally two seconds afterwards, okay, I'm ready to talk about it now. Um, but... For me, it's going to be like two hours because I have to I have to watch it, write down notes and stuff like that. So I will see you for me in like an hour and a half. And for you, it'll be like two seconds. I'm really, really excited to watch this movie and I will see you after I watch it. Wow. What a movie. I can't believe they actually let Ash say f*** in the movie. They didn't censor it. They didn't talk about it afterwards. Pikachu, you know, Pikachu, like right after, you know, nothing. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how they got away with that, but anyway, <laughs> I'm joking, of course. Hi. Now, jokes aside, I do have a lot to say. <laughs> I just got done watching the movie. Um, and wow. I mean, I, if I'm being honest with you, I have not watched a Pokemon movie in a long time. It's, it's been a hot minute. <laughs> And I think this was a really good one to come back to. Um, and so I want I want to make it clear. The way that I'm going to be doing this is I'm going to be um, talking about the movie, talk about the beginning, talk about some of the themes up until about the middle. Um, and then I'm going to stop. And then I'm going to, to, to just tell you what I liked about it in conclusion without spoiling things. Normally, I would spoil it. You know, I like to talk about the movie in its full. I like to give all of my thoughts, things like that. But because of the fact that it's already pretty late, I mean, we're like almost an hour into the episode and I just started talking about it. Um, I want to uh, leave it up to to you guys to actually watch the movie and mostly because it was fantastic. Um, and I think that, that people will enjoy it if they watch it. And, and that's mostly the reason why I'm not going to completely spoil it. Um, so, you know, I'm, gonna, I'm probably going to say this a lot of times during the during the, the, the pseudo review, but um, I implore you to watch it yourselves. It is very, very good, <laughs> um, at least, you know, as a, as a Pokemon fan. Um, so the movie starts out with a lot. So w w there's a lot to be established here. Um, first of all, the movie starts with a, with a music number about the Zerud. And I say the Zerud because, um, I, having been a long time since I've actually watched the trailer, uh, forgot that there was multiple Zerud. I thought there was only one. I thought it was like Celebi. You know, I thought it, it always confuses me a lot when there's multiple of a legendary Pokemon or at least a mythical Pokemon because it just seems wrong to me. I'm like, Aren't you supposed like what makes you different different from a normal Pokemon? You know, if there's like a bunch of you, I guess it's like the power and like the the lore behind them, you know. But uh, Zerud, there's a lot of Zerud. In fact, there's a whole tribe of them. That's like the whole point of of Zerud. There's like a there's like a huge tribe, um, 
that we see right off the bat. Uh, you know, they're they're aggressive. They're fighting each other, sort of in like a you know tribal, you know rituals and 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 you know um, just like a fighting ring. You know, a bunch of bunch of guys being dudes, a bunch of guys being zaruts. Um, and we meet one zarud who what we learn later that his name is Dada, or yeah, we we learn later that his name is Dada, and um, he um, finds a human baby who is, uh, Coco. He names him, I assume he names him Coco. Um, Coco is not his real name. Spoiler. I, you know, I, there are going to be minor spoilers, by the way. I'm going to spoil, like, the first half of the movie until, like, the end and, like, the big twist happens. Of course, there's a big twist. You know this. It's a Pokemon movie. It follows the same formula as a lot of the other Pokemon movies. Um, but it doesn't mean it's bad. But, um, I'm going to not spoil the twists. I'm going to keep them sort of vague, and I want to keep the ending, um, something that, 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 you know, you should, you should, you should watch yourself. Um, and of course I implore you to watch the movie first before listening to this, because I will spoil, I will, you know, I am going to be talking about, about like the first half of the movie, maybe the first like 45 minutes, something like that. Um, so you are warned about that. Um, so Dada goes back to his tribe and they're like, you, first of all, what is that? Second of all, why did you bring it here? And third of all, you know that you're not allowed to bring it here because it breaks our laws. And Dada is like, okay, peace, you know? You know that gif of the dude giving the peace sign and then he fades, like, phases away into nothingness? That's that's Dada right now. Um, he leaves to take care of the baby, and he does. And, it, you know, we get a montage of... Um, with like, we get a montage of like the opening theme song. Like, you know, it's like a beautiful music number, like a beautiful song about friendship and love. Um, and it shows a montage of, of Dada taking care of, of Coco. Um, and he, you know, he, he, Coco does what any, any baby would do. He learns how to swing from vines. He learns, he learns how to, how to, how to, you know, talk to Pokemon. And he learns how to catch the nest on fire with a random Salandit that he finds in the nest. Literally something that happens. Um, and, um, eventually, you know, during this montage, Dada and Coco are seen to visit like a human town. And, um, they, you know, which is interesting, you know, it, it sort of implied that like humans, there's a human town nearby sort of gives us that, that, that scope, that information. Um, and pretty much immediately after <laughs> we see Ash and Pikachu come into the town, visit in the forest to go on an adventure. That's like the whole point, you know, it's like Ash is, oh, Ash always finds his way into the, the, the adventure somehow he's always there. He always, anytime anything is happening in, in Pokemon World, Ash is always there. And, you know, that's fine. He's, he's, a, he's a constant protagonist, and there's nothing wrong with that. So there's a lot of things in this movie that are established right away. One of them being Coco can talk to Pokemon, which makes sense. I mean, we, we learn a little bit more about that later. Um, but Coco can talk to Pokemon, despite being a human. Um, Dada considers Coco to be his son and we also learn that Dada is not his name kind of I don't know it's it's really hard to understand really like like his name like he Coco calls him Dada 
and I don't know if any of the others are rude call him Dada, but like I thought Dada was his name, but it might just be like dad, like daddy, you know, father. I'm not really sure. It, like he calls him Dada, like you're my Dada and I'm your son. You know, like that makes sense to me, but also they just call him Dada as like a name. I don't know. It, it's never really explained, um, but like, it's fine. And I, I get it. You know, maybe, maybe the Zeru don't need names. Maybe, maybe he just calls him Dada because he's his dad. I don't know. Well, you know, this is all sort of just like, as time goes on, little, little things are hinted at, you know, Coco gets like human ideas, AKA like, you know, they're like, oh, someone took all of our berries. How are we going to, you know, oh shoot. Oh darn. The, the Zerud, the, the evil, not really evil, but like, oh, the, the Zerud that were like, oh, hey, don't like leave, please, because you're breaking our laws. This is our territory. So go away, um, have broken their own rules and are now stealing our berries. Um, and so Coco has the great human idea of like, hey, why don't we plant these berries near our home? And so we can, you know, we can, we can have them whenever we want. We don't have to travel so far away to get food. We can just grow our own food. And it's like, you know, this is, this is why humans are no longer hunter gatherers. Getting a little bit of a history lesson from, from Secrets of the Jungle. Um, you know, we, uh, other things that we learn, Dada's arm vines can cause plants to grow. He has like secret plant powers. I mean, I guess he's not really, it's not really plant powers. He's a grass type Pokemon and it's also legendary, but like, his arm vines can cause plants to grow. Um, and Coco wonders when his vines will grow in. Sort of, you know, this sort of all happens in one scene. Coco's like, oh, when will my vines grow in? I have to swing from stinky vines that are already in the in the jungle. And 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 Dada can do it by himself because he can create vines from his arms. Um, and and this is sort of this is sort of a theme that that crops up over time where where you know this is sort of the first little semblance of the theme where coco is like am i human or am i a zarude am i a pokemon i was raised by zarude so i must be a zarude but like you know he doesn't have any of the powers the zarude have he doesn't have plant grow plow pow, plow, he doesn't have plant grow powers um he doesn't have vine powers he doesn't have he doesn't have all the powers that the, that the zarud have um and it's sort of this this back and forth you know he's he's he even asks like outright what am i <laughs> to to dada and it, you know it's an obvious theme um but it but it's there it's you know it, we sort of start to get little hints at this at this major theme that's that's shown throughout the movie and you know these these themes are just explored more and more um, as like, for example, um, we, we learn that the Zerud are in combat, you know, they're, they're, they are conflicting against Dada and Coco who fight over their territory. Coco, you know, he, he shows signs of, of not understanding himself, uh, wondering why he can't use moves like during a dispute with the Zerud, you know, Dada, saves it or I, I believe he like saves a pokemon or something and and you know and dada uses moves to like you know to fight and and to protect coco and and coco's like why can't i do that you know what am i um literally asking what am i <laughs> um and we learn that that coco is very compassionate towards pokemon you know dada is very reserved the zarude are very um 
the Zerud are, are very aggressive. They don't really care about other Pokemon. They only really care about themselves, kind of including including Dada. You know, he shows those signs. Even even though he's compassionate towards Coco, he doesn't really understand why Coco is saving Pokemon. Like, he does, but he wouldn't do it himself. And and this sort of emphasizes the theme of Coco being like, what am I? Why do I care about Pokemon and why don't the Zerud? Am I different? You know, that's sort of the biggest question that he asks himself. Am I different? Um, do you see where I'm going with this? Like, do you understand the basic, you know, themes of the movie that are, that are going on here? Not that it's a bad thing. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I think that it's a wonderful sort of exploration. And I think that I think that the movie does it really well, you know, by by giving us little hints like, I mean, uh, you know, opposed to, to Coco literally saying, what am I? You know, signs that he's less like a Zerud, signs that he's more human, and 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 him questioning, like, uh, you know, why aren't you doing that? Why why am I the only one that feels this way? It's good. It's it's a good balance, I think. And we're sort of immediately, like, you know, c- c- cut from that when Zerud Zerud when Coco literally uh, slams into a giant metal pole in the middle of the jungle, uh, and gets knocked unconscious only to be saved by ash ketchum our our you know our lovely protagonist you love him you know him and we get the scene where ash you know he's he's like he brings him into the room of the pokemon center he uh you know he's taking care of him while he's while he's unconscious and then coco escapes because he has no idea what's going on because he's in a human town um and we get we get these interactions between Ash and Coco that 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 explain a few things. We know now that Coco does not speak English. He is in fact speaking Zerud language and 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 the Zerud and him have been speaking Zerud language the whole time. We just understand him because if we couldn't we wouldn't know what they were saying. Um and you know we they learn, you know, Coco sort of goes through um, Coco sort of goes through the 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 the, the journey of of um le- learning the human world things like that. Ash shows him around a couple things. They eventually learn to to be nice to each other, and you know I, I'm purposely being vague here because one I don't want to spend a billion years talking about the whole movie, and two because I really want you to watch it. <laughs> um, I'm I don't want to go through exactly how things happen. I just want to talk about some things that will allow me to. Uh, tell you more about how I feel later but um there there's this scene that I think is really cool where Coco um puts his hand against ashes when he realizes that 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 he's human and later when he's talking to Dada he says like there's more there's more there's more people like this I just hit my funny bone against my desk. He says there's more people like this. I realize that I just raised up my hand and you can't see it, but he raises his hand up and shows his palm to Dada, meaning like there's more people that have hands like this. And I thought that was a really, really good way of showing, you know, that there's more people because that's how he connected to Ash and that's when he realized that he was actually a human. Now, we get a few more introductions to some some characters team rocket is 
are are exist to give ex- exposition for the the research team that's sort of in the background you know the research team going over the um the tree of life or whatever it's called the heart of the forest is sort of a big theme in this in this show in this movie um and team rocket exists to be there to allow scenes at the research facility to happen and to give us some exposition also team rocket is just fantastic they get like harassed by a cramorant throughout the entire movie as like a minor villain it's really funny it's it's genuinely really good and so this is where I'm going to stop. Um, I'm going to not to give away any of the story because this is where it starts to, to sort of pick up. Um, Ash and Coco get, you know, a little more friendly with each other. We learn some exposition from Team Rocket about what's going on. Ash goes to the research facility, blah, 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 things like that. This is where I'm going to stop and actually talk about my conclusion with the movie, um, which is going to be a lot more open-ended, I think, than usual, uh, mostly because I want you to watch the show, the movie. Now, part two of why I think you should watch <laughs> Secrets of the Jungle. I know, like, trust me, I know it's so hard for me to say more than just, please watch it, but, like, genuinely... This, this is the kind of movie where I don't think I can do it justice. One, because it's really long. It's not like a Pokemon Evolutions where I can talk about a seven-minute short. You know, it's a really long movie. And I'm not a movie critic. I don't, I don't know how to review movies correctly. <laughs> I just love Pokemon. And I think that if you like Pokemon, you should watch this movie. It goes through, th- it goes through themes of, you know, Family, found family, belonging, Coco, you know, goes through so much, so much struggle of who he is and, and, and what he, what he is, literally, what his true family is, you know, he, he finds out that he has human parents and there's, you know, things have happened to them and, and it's crazy. And like, there's that side of the movie where it's, it's a beautiful story about Coco and Dada and like, you know, what they, what they do. Um, and also there's, there's a part of me, oh my God, excuse me. That's the sickness. Um, and I'm not down for it, (laughs) but there's a side of the movie where, uh, there's this other side of me where I'm just like, look at all the silly Pokemon doing funny, silly Pokemon stuff. You know, there's like the Cramorant that like becomes a villain for team rocket. There's like, Squovit, who's like a main little character. There's Phalanx in the movie. There's a Flapple, which, you know, it's topical because we just talked about Flapple. There's, you know, a bunch of Pokemon in the movie who like dance to another Pokemon playing drums of Rillaboom. Like, you know, there's a Pokemon dancing to another Pokemon band. It's, it's, it's crazy. There's, it's like, and you know, I, I didn't even, I don't even get me started on the, the art style. The art style is, is flowy. It's very similar to the sword and shield anime art style where it's like, you know, it's kind of experimental, but also it's, you know, it's, it's anime. So it's not really crazy different art style, but like, you know, it, it's different from what we've seen. The Pokemon are well animated. They have, they're just teeming with personality in the fights and in the, in the interactions that they have, you know, it's really hard for me to tell you everything about this movie. And I think that me being as excited about things like this as I am, that other people may not get it. And so I'm trying to give you my reasoning 
for what this movie, why this movie is so good and why I think you should watch it. And of course, take it with a grain of salt. If you don't like sappy stories about found family, I don't even know if I like that theme very much. It's like I, I'm telling you these themes because I think that it's what makes the movie good, but I like the movie because it's about Pokemon and I like Pokemon. Um, you know, there's a villain who is like genuinely terrifying. He says things like, please forgive me when like, you know, things happen, you know, like what, what, when, when, when the villain is making things go down and like being evil, you know, do I'm not, I'm leaving it vague because I don't want to spoil anything, but like, you know, they say like, Oh, please forgive us. I'm sorry. You know, we didn't mean for this to happen. Oh, forgive me. You know? And it's like, it's good. It's genuinely good. Um, and I, I don't think I can really talk about the movie for too much longer because, um, you know, a lot of the themes in the movie are very strong. They're very, very prevalent in the movie, but that's pretty much all the movie's about. You know, there's not really much else, but these themes, the family themes, you know, there's there's the villain, there's things that happen, there's Team Rocket with their usual shenanigans, but it's very, very just a Pokemon movie. Um and I'm struggling to think of a way to wrap this up other than just watch it. Even if you don't like it, you know, it has Pokemon in it. It has a lot of funny Pokemon in it. If you like Pokemon, I think you're going to like this movie. And even if you think this movie is cheesy or you think that it's basic, I still implore you to watch it because, you know, the, 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 there's a there's a majority of people out there who will listen to me and will watch this movie and enjoy it. I wouldn't say it's like one of my top favorite movies of all time. It's not even one of my favorite Pokemon movies of all time. I like the older ones way more. I talked about Pokemon Heroes for so much longer than I did this one. Um, and, you know, not that this movie isn't good. It's good. But it's the kind of movie, I think, that has so many strong themes of family and so much personality teeming with it, um, and that it's because it's new and that it's available to everybody, and it's it's not like Pokemon Heroes because I'm not doing a complete review of it like I did Pokemon Heroes because I want you to watch it. And I think that that's how I'm going to just finish this review. I think that's how I'm going to stop talking about Pokemon Secrets of the Jungle with the, a repetition of the thing that I've been saying the, the whole time. Just go watch it. It's on. If you don't have Netflix, I'm sorry. It's only on Netflix. I think my, that's not my, that might not be true. But you know, if you have Netflix and you have some free time, give it a watch. It's great. It's a good feel good movie. And even if you don't like it, it's got silly, funny Pokemon in it. And so. Um, I would say that's the end, but that's not actually the end. <laughs> uh, we do have one more thing to say. I hope you enjoyed um, that. You know, it, it's 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 unusual for me to talk about a movie with um, with with such a like not talking about the entire thing, mostly because this episode's getting really long, uh, and also because I want you to watch it. It's a little bit out of my own comfort zone to talk about a movie like that, to convince somebody why you should watch it instead of just talking about what I liked about it. Um, so hopefully it wasn't too wasn't too different or jarring for you, and I hope you still enjoyed my discussion of it in general. I enjoyed talking about it. I enjoyed uh, talking about it in a different way than I normally do, but also I just enjoyed talking about it in general. Before we end it off, 
this long episode, um, I am going to finish it up with everyone's favorite segment where we talk about a random move every single episode. Move Tutor, you know it, uh, but do you know what move this is? Fun fact, uh, this move is number 471, the Pokedex number of my favorite Pokemon, which is Glaceon. Um, this move is um, introduced in Generation 5, if that narrows it down at all. The move is Power Split. And Power Split is a non-damaging Psychic-type move introduced in Generation 5. Power Split averages the user's attack and special attack with those of the target Pokemon. Power Split will ignore both the user and the target's stat changes when calculating the average. Power Split bypasses accuracy to o checks to always hit unless the target is in a semi-invulnerable turn of a move such as Dig or Fly. If powered up by Psychium Z into Z Power Split, the user's speed stat is also raised by one stage. So, what exactly does that mean? It averages. Does So, like, it averages the user's attack and special attack stats with those of the target Pokemon. What exactly does that mean? In, uh, in Mystery Dungeon... It says it adds the attack of you and the target and then shares it equally. Okay, so it so what I'm what I'm guessing it probably does is it takes your special attack and their special attack and adds them together, as well as the attack. Same thing for the attack. And it it averages it, so cuts it in half, and then makes each of those Pokemon that attack and special attack. So like if your opponent has a really high attack or special attack and then you had a really low one that you would have a better way better attack and special attack and so would the opponent because you averaging them out that's like how averaging works so you know it's a useful move i think it could definitely be detrimental in a lot of situations which i don't know if that's necessarily what you want for a move um and it, it really you need to know a lot about pokemon and what what you know what pokemon's moves are what Pokemon stats are, I mean, and, like, you know, how certain stats affect other stats, things like that. Um, you know, like IVs, EVs, you might have to, you know, you know, if you're playing competitively, you might have to take into account what set this, the person is doing, whether they, like, dumped all their EVs into, into attack or, you know, whatever. So, interesting move. Very, very competitively strange move. Uh, and I don't think I've ever really seen it all that much. But, you know, interesting nonetheless. Um, it has a PP of 10, by the way. I forgot to say that. Uh, accuracy of nothing and a power of nothing bypasses all accuracy checks, so it always hits pretty much. Um, so yeah, interesting move. I like it. Very, very strange move. I always sort of wondered, uh, how that move works, and, well, now we pretty much know. Anyway, I am going to end it for today. I it is late. I am very tired. I've so I apologize if you can hear it in my voice. I've been I've been feeling pretty under the weather recently, so um, apologies if that's been sort of affecting how I've been talking or, or how this podcast mood is going. But uh, you know, I try to keep it pretty enthusiastic. Anyway, I'm going on a tangent. I thank you all so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. Hope you enjoy. Hope you go and watch Secrets of the Jungle after this after this episode. And I hope you enjoy it. Um, but even if you do, and even if you don't, I hope you have an amazing rest of your day. And I will see you in the next one.
Bye.